At the end of our last story, Nephi finished teaching his brothers about Isaiah, remember? Well, after Nephi had taught them, then Lehi taught them. And he said, you guys, I have just had a vision and have seen for myself that Jerusalem was really destroyed. We should be so grateful that Heavenly Father led us out of there before we were destroyed too. We should also be grateful to be on this great promised land. In fact, God has covenanted with me that this land will belong to our children forever and ever, and also to others who God chooses to lead here. You see, there's something super special about this land. It is to be a land only for those who are willing to keep God's commandments. It will be for those who love liberty. Now, you who are listening, do you know what liberty is? Liberty is the freedom to live your life the way you want to without anyone else telling you what you have to do. The United States of America was created by men who loved liberty. In fact, there's a song about liberty that you might have heard before. It begins like this. My country tis of the sweet land of liberty of the I sing. Anyway, this land was to be saved for people who love liberty, and God promised that he would protect them from ever being captured by other people unless they chose to be wicked. If they chose to be wicked, then the land would be cursed. But if they were righteous, it would be a blessed land forever. Well, Lehi taught his family that God would hide this land from the world until it was time for it to be discovered by the right people. But... If the time came that Lehi's posterity rejected Jesus Christ after learning plain and precious truths about him, then God would punish them by letting them be taken over by other nations and kingdoms and be destroyed by their own wars against each other, which is truly what ended up happening because the Lamanites did reject Christ. This made Lehi so sad, and he thought that maybe, just maybe, he could convince Laman and Lemuel to repent so that they, and hopefully their children, would be saved in God's kingdom. Lehi said to them, Wake up! Rise from the dust and hear my words. I am about to die in a few days. I am so old, but I look forward to resting in peace because of my Savior. I have seen his glory and feel that I am always circled about by his love. Please, sons, keep the Lord's commandments. My heart has felt very heavy from time to time because of your wickedness, and I've worried that the Lord would be angry with you and completely destroy you. 
or even that he would curse you and your kids, that you would die in war or by famine and are hated and led by Satan himself. Oh, my boys, one of my greatest wishes is that you would repent and be chosen by the Lord. Oh, but his laws and commandments must be followed. And he did say that as long as we would keep his commandments, we would be blessed. But if we do not keep his commandments, we would be cut off from his presence or not be able to have his spirit with us while we're on the earth. And I'm afraid that you will still choose to be wicked. Now, boys, please, please let my heart be happy as I die and let me feel glad that you will choose to repent. Please be men and be unified with your other brothers so that the Lord won't destroy you or curse you. Wake up your souls. Put on the armor of righteousness and shake off the chains of sins and wickedness and bring your souls out of darkness into Christ's light. And quit rebelling against Nephi, who has had glorious visions and who has been obedient since we left Jerusalem. If it weren't for him, we would have died from hunger in the wilderness. I still cannot believe you guys tried to kill him. I'm actually kind of afraid that you're going to try to hurt him again once I die, since you think he's just trying to be your boss and your ruler. But listen to me. He's not trying to rule over you. All he wants is the glory of God and to try and help you live the sort of lives that will let you live with Heavenly Father again once you die. I know you guys think that he has been mean to you by the way he talks to you sometimes, but he's really just speaking sharp words because they're God's words. They're true words. But because of the choices you have made, then hearing the truth really hurts. At this point, Lehi said, Laman, Lemuel, Sam, and the sons of Ishmael, I will now make you a promise. If you will listen to Nephi, you will not perish. If you listen to him, then I will give you my first blessing, my father's blessing. But if you will not listen to him, then my first blessing will be taken away from you and your children and will be given to him. Then Lehi turned to Zoram and said, I know that you are a true friend to Nephi. Thank you for that. Since you have been faithful to the Lord, your children will be blessed alongside Nephi's children, and they will be able to live and prosper on this land so long as they are obedient and faithful and do not turn to wicked deeds. Then Lehi turned to his son Jacob. He was born in the wilderness, and he said, Oh, Jacob, you have had a difficult life so far because of how rude some of your older brothers have been. But you also know how great God is, and he will bless you for your difficulties. Nephi will take care of you once I have died, and he will keep you safe. And I know that you will spend your days in God's service. In fact, I know that you are redeemed by our Redeemer, since you have seen for yourself in your own visions that he will come here to the earth to save all mankind. Now, Jacob, you must always remember that to be saved by Jesus is and will always be free. It doesn't cost any money. Heavenly Father has made it possible for everyone to live with him again if they will have faith in his Son. 
His plan of salvation is wonderful. Listen to me explain how wonderful it is. God's children who chose to receive bodies are born on this earth, and they learn good from evil here and live and make mistakes. God has laws about who can live with him again in heaven once they die. And one of these laws is that only perfected, sinless people can live in heaven. But the problem is that while on earth, everyone sins. So how are we supposed to live in God's kingdom when we die if it goes against the law of justice and heaven for us to be there as dirty, sinful people? Well, since we can't be perfect, we need someone who is perfect to offer to take our sins from us so that we can become clean again. That's where our holy Messiah comes into the plan. He is going to die for us. He is going to sacrifice himself for us and answer the law of justice for all those who have faith in him and for all those who have broken hearts, meaning hearts that are soft and humble. He will also save those who have contrite spirits, meaning those who feel sad about their sins and mistakes and try to become better. And it is impossible for him to save anyone other than those who have broken hearts and contrite spirits. Now, I want to pause my story for a moment and ask you who are listening a question. Did you know that the plan of salvation has other names too? It is also called the plan of redemption and the plan of happiness. Maybe you can take a moment and talk to your family about what those different names mean. All right, back to our story. Lehi kept talking to Jacob and he said, It is so important for us to spread the news of God's plan of happiness to everyone living on the earth so that they understand that no one could ever live with God again if Christ hadn't chosen to live on earth and sacrifice himself for us and then be resurrected so that we could live forever with God instead of having our bodies be stuck here on earth forever. Jesus intercedes for us. Do you know what that means? It means to come between us and something else. So Jesus comes between us and the consequence of our sins, which is eternal misery and a life without God. Lehi explained to Jacob that since Jesus intercedes for us, then those of us who choose to believe in him will be saved. In fact, everyone will eventually be brought to stand in front of God to be judged by the way we live our lives on earth. And those who were wicked would have to experience eternal misery. And those who are righteous will get to live happily ever after through all eternity. Then Lehi said, Now, Jacob, let me teach you something. There must be opposites in all things. There is hot and cold, health and sickness, pain and pleasure, day and night, light and darkness, The list goes on and on. There's also righteousness and wickedness, holiness and misery, and good and bad. If there were no opposites, then everything would just be one thing to us. If we didn't know what hot felt like, then we couldn't know what cold felt like. If we didn't know what it meant to be healthy, 
we wouldn't know what it felt like to be sick. And without opposites, it would be a dead and lifeless world. Just imagine. There would have been no point to the Earth's creation if there were no such thing as good or evil, since that is part of why we came here to live in the first place, so we could learn the difference between good and evil. And if there was no use coming here to Earth, then God's work and His glory would be ruined. He wouldn't be able to live according to power and mercy and justice. Think of it this way. If there were no laws here, you would be able to do whatever you wanted to do without getting in trouble, right? Without laws, there would be no one to say what was right or wrong, right? Which means there would also be no such thing as sin and righteousness since it would be impossible to make a wrong choice without any laws to tell you what was right or wrong. And if there was no such thing as sin, then there would be no such thing as righteousness, and there would be no opposites. Just imagine, if there were no laws and everyone sinned, and there, w- there would be no punishment, no one to tell you you were making a wrong choice, and no one could say whether you were doing good or bad. And if there were, there was no such thing as good and righteous and happy acts, there would be no such thing as punishment and misery. And if there's no such things as happiness or punishment, then there would be no such thing as God, since we believe that he is in charge of all his creations, including us and this earth and the laws we try to live by. And if God didn't exist, then the earth wouldn't exist, since God wouldn't have been there to create it. There wouldn't have been anyone to create our spirits either, so none of us would exist either. At this point, Lehi spoke to his sons and said, Sons, I tell you now that there is a God, and he has created everything. He created our earth and the sky and the space above the earth and also everything in them. Heavenly Father's work is to help his children live immortal lives, which means never-ending lives, and eternal lives, which means lives with him. And in order to help his children live eternal and immortal lives, he knew that there needed to be a way for them to choose these types of lives, since forcing them to live a certain way wouldn't bring true happiness. Do you ever feel true happiness when you're forced to do something? I know I don't feel happy. And then Lehi continued, So, God created all the animals on the earth, and also Adam and Eve, and he put them in the Garden of Eden. Now, the Garden of Eden didn't have as many opposites as we have here on earth, but God knew that there must be some opposites in the Garden in order to let Adam and Eve make some of their own choices. Let me see if I can explain it a little bit. If there were no such opposites as salty or sweet snacks, then how could you choose what you wanted to eat? If there was no such opposites as peaceful or energetic music, then how would you choose what to listen to? You see, we must have opposites so that we can make decisions. This was the same with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. 
Heavenly Father knew that they couldn't easily decide what to do unless they were presented with opposites. So he gave them the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil and its forbidden fruit. He then commanded Adam and Eve not to eat the forbidden fruit, but he also said that they needed to decide for themselves what to do. Lehi continued, Now, according to what I have read, it seems to me that there had been one of God's own spirit children who had rebelled against him in heaven and had been kicked out of heaven. So he became a devil and only searched for evil things, all the things which were opposite to everything that God loved. Since he had been kicked out of heaven, he became miserable forever and decided to try and make all of God's other children on earth as miserable as he is. So he went into the Garden of Eden where Eve was and said, Hey, you should eat the forbidden fruit. Don't worry, you won't die. But your brain will become more like God's because you'll know good from evil. You see, they hadn't had a full chance to learn all they could about good versus evil or make their own decisions about whether or not they wanted to have faith in Christ since they lived a very protected life in the Garden of Eden. Well, we all know what happened next in the story. Adam and Eve chose to eat the fruit and they were kicked out of the Garden of Eden for breaking God's commandment. Adam and Eve then had children and they were all given enough time on earth to learn about Jesus Christ and decide for themselves whether they wanted to repent of their sins and have faith in him or not. Now, if Adam and Eve hadn't eaten the forbidden fruit, then they would have stayed in the Garden of Eden forever and ever and ever. You see, they had different bodies in the garden, bodies that could not have kids or die. They would have lived forever in the garden where there was no misery, which meant they could never feel joy. They would have lived forever in a place where they couldn't really choose to sin, which means that they couldn't really choose to do good either. Can you imagine living in a place like that? Well, then Lehi said something that you might have heard before and will probably hear many times throughout your life. He said, Adam fell that men might be, and men are that they might have joy. This means that since Adam and Eve ate the forbidden fruit, they were kicked out of the garden and were able to experience all the opposites that this world has to offer. And they could have kids, which means that we were born here on this earth because of Adam and Eve's choice to leave the Garden of Eden. And we are here on earth to learn how to become like God so that we can experience true joy. Lehi continued saying, Well, because Jesus sacrificed his life for us and our sins, then we're able to live on earth and learn between good and evil by making our own choices and even our own mistakes. And since we know we can repent of our mistakes, then we are free to learn how to live lives like our heavenly parents. We can make our own choices and our own decisions without someone forcing us to do or be anything other than what we want to be and do, which is amazing. It's such a blessing. It's a beautiful thing about God's plan of happiness. Of course, with all choices and decisions comes consequences, 
and those who live wickedly will be punished after they're judged, since that is what is fair according to God's law. Jesus' sacrifice can't save them from their punishments if they don't have faith in him. So, my sons, you are free to choose how you want to live your lives. You are free to choose what happens to you after you die. You can choose liberty and eternal life through Jesus Christ, or you can choose to live in spiritual prison after you die, along with Satan, since he wants you to be as miserable as he is. You can choose for yourselves, of course, but I greatly hope that you would keep Christ's commandments and have faith in him. I hope that you choose eternal life by the way you live your lives on earth instead of eternal death and hell with Satan. I tell you these things not because I want to control you, but because I love you and want you to experience joy and happiness. And that is how Lehi ended his teachings for the time being. We'll begin our next story by learning about Lehi's words to his youngest son, Joseph. Until then, Chicken Littles, have a great day. Goodbye!